This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Losing my mom, sexual abuse, my divorce, so many things. I talk about the divorce. I talk about the separation. What happened? Why it happened? This book is not just about talking about others and clarifying things. It's also about how I have grown. Writing helps me just, I don't know, heal. You know, it's a form of therapy. I've said it so many times. What up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Cheekies and Chill. I am your host, Cheekies, and today is a really exciting episode for me. It's going to be all about my new book. It's called Unstoppable, Invencible in Spanish. It's how I found my strength through love and loss. We have tons to cover today, so without further ado, let's get into Cheekies and Chill. Alrighty, guys, let's talk about Unstoppable. This is actually the second memoir I've written. It follows my first book, Forgiveness, which is about my journey to forgiveness after suffering sexual abuse at the hands of my father. Also, it touches on things that happen after my mom's passing, people that I had to forgive. I had to forgive myself as well. I had to ask for forgiveness. So basically, Unstoppable starts where forgiveness ended. And now Unstoppable will be available for purchase starting tomorrow, you guys, February 8th. It's about how I found my strength through love and loss, how you find love and then you lose it. And not only that, but also my strength after my mom's passing and everything that's happened throughout these years since her passing And not only loss of a relationship and loss of my mother, but loss of a few Flammy members. So the book covers a little bit of everything, even certain things and chismes que se han dicho that aren't necessarily true. And I wanted to clear up in this book all to help inspire and empower others to hopefully not make the same mistakes I've made and to learn from my mistakes more than anything. So that's what Unstoppable is all about, you guys. 
But before I get into some of the book's takeaways, I want to take a moment to set the stage a little bit. I started writing this book almost three years ago. I always knew I wanted to write a second book and a third book and a fourth book. I've had this dream of being an author because writing helps me just, I don't know, heal. You know, it's a form of therapy. I've said it so many times. That and music are just a way of expressing and it helps me deal with everything that I'm going through, you know? So I think writing it on a sheet of paper and being able to just let it stay there and close the book and just move on has been a way of getting through everything I've been through. I think a lot of people think, okay, this book is about her divorce. And that's why she decided to write a book. That's absolutely false, you guys. I started writing this book and was negotiating everything while him and I, actually, even before we got married, to be honest, we started negotiating. And then while him and I, after we got we got married, then I started writing the book. And the thing is, I was supposed to be done with this book a long time ago. <laughs> but so many things happened throughout these years that I would just be honestly too sad to write. And then I wanted to write and I would write too much. And I'm like, okay, wait, I have to just really reread this and, and sit with this and really talk about or think about must be in what I really want to express before it was called unstoppable. It was going to be hashtag how to be a boss B. So it was so different. We had two other titles for the book as well. And then it became unstoppable. So it's been a journey. This book has really helped me just cleanse my soul, bring peace to my life. And even though the title has changed and maybe even the concept, the like full on concept of the book has changed a little bit, it all was always meant to inspire and empower because since forgiveness, so much has happened. I have really stepped into my own. I have matured. I have become a different woman and now Johnny's older and so much has happened even with him. So I explain a little bit about everything, literally what has happened since my book, Forgiveness 2015 till now. And I think there's going to be more books because that's just how life works. I want to write and I want to help. And this is my way of doing so. Also, why Unstoppable? I actually want to talk about the title because, you know, you hear Unstoppable and you're like, ah, se cree mucho. And it's not that. It's actually... All the things that were meant to stop me, that were meant to drop me to my knees to the point where I was never supposed to get back up, actually help me become stronger and keep going. And you're going to be able to learn what my quote unquote secret is, which isn't really a secret because I share it kind of every single day on social media, which is my belief in God and the faith that I have and my spirituality, how important it is to me. So in a lot of interviews, they ask me, what's your secret, Cheekies? And I'm like, well, this has been my secret, like really just learning to embrace the pain and knowing that through these things that I have had to face through this pain, I'm going to come out on the other side stronger. And that's what has honestly, it's made me feel unstoppable to the point where it's like, I've been through some crazy shit, you guys, some crazy ass shit losing my mom, sexual abuse, my divorce, so many things, and public scrutiny, and I'm still here. And I still manage to come out with a smile and not be bitter because I feel like when you've gone through so much, if you're not intentional in keeping your eye and your faith in God or whatever it is that you believe in, you become bitter little by little. Like your essence, that true essence of you starts fading away. 
And I have always been so intentional of like, okay, I'm not going to be bitter. I'm not going to be amargada. Yes, this happened to me, but it's not going to be like, why does this always happen to me? Oh my goodness. Why, why, why? No. F that. I need to just shake it off and say, okay, what am I going to learn from this situation? This thing is not going to defeat me. I challenge myself to be even better than I was before I went through this. And it's been a game changer, you guys, which is why I'm like, I want to name it Unstoppable and in Spanish, Invencible, because I have felt in a way like protected by this crazy force that I like to call God because I put him first. And you're going to learn about this in my book. Faith and spirituality is a huge thing in the book. That's one of the takeaways. It's key. It's number one in my life. I don't like to try to see how I can fit in my spirituality or God in my schedule. No, everything else works around my spirituality. Everything else works around God. It's God is in the center and then everything else comes secondary. Everything, everything. Once you learn that, guys, it changes your life. When you put God before your significant other, before your children, before yourself, and then yourself comes, and then your children, and then your, your significant other or however. But for me, it's God then myself, then everything comes after. Because if I'm not okay and I'm not okay with God, then I'm not going to be able to be okay to do what I do and write my books and be inspirational on Instagram and all these things that I do and get on stage. All of that is super important. So that's one of the takeaways, okay, from this book, you guys. Faith and spirituality, key. Another takeaway is my struggles, the struggles with media and paparazzi and how that can really affect you as a human being. You'll also learn in this book that that has a lot to do with why I moved and I felt that I needed to be somewhere a little safer where I could feel safe driving into my driveway and not having to worry about someone following me. And it was a big decision because I really thought that the first home I had bought and I was going to be there for the rest of my life and I had invested so much in it. And you guys are going to be able to learn as to what happened and why and what really drove me to say, this is it. I have to move. I felt that talking about the struggles that I've had to face with the media and paparazzi were necessary because sometimes, well, a lot of times, they say things that are cruel, things that are not true. And you have a huge responsibility when you have access to a microphone, when you have access to being on television. That's a huge responsibility. And I feel like you have to be really careful with the things that you say about people's lives because you can really hurt them. And not only that, expose them to other people hurting them. And I just felt like this is something that I've had to deal with for a very long time. And it's not necessarily fair. I mean, so many people are like, okay, well, you know, this is the life you decided to, to have. You know, you wanted to be famous. And I'm like, no, that, that doesn't make it right, though. That doesn't make it okay for you to say what you want and try to cause me harm, not only emotionally, but potentially physically, because what you're saying is not true. And what if someone thinks it like the whole thing with, with my mom, you know, that whole situation that was horrible back in, in 2012 and 2013, where it's like, they say things and I'm like, wait a second, get the full story and get both sides of the story. If you're going to tell a story, first of all, because that was scary. It was a scary time for me. And for instance, one of the things that they said recently and that I talk about in the book is, is me being unfaithful, trying to, you know, tacharme de ser un infiel. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not going to allow anyone, especially if it's not true, to say that I was being unfaithful and that that's why I decided to get separated. I was like, oh, hell no. So I talk about that in the book because there is a situation that happened in 2020, October of 2020, after my separation with uh, my ex. 
that happened and someone came into my life and I don't want to name him because, ugh, anyways, that's a whole other story. But I talk about it in the book because I'm like, wait a second. No, I'm not. I was not unfaithful. If anything, I was very faithful. And if there was any signs or any doubts or concerns of infidelity, it for sure was not from my side. So I talk about all of that in the book. So I thought it was necessary to talk about all these things with the media because it sucks, dude. I mean, they have a great exposure and yes, it's their job and this and that, but it's like really you can give your story with leaving certain comments out that aren't going to affect the person and their image that they've worked so hard for. So it's just something that has been a huge part of my life since I can remember the media. And like, I'm grateful for them because of course they have covered a lot of my things, a lot of what I do, and I'm, I'm grateful for them, but also they hurt my feelings. You know, I feel like I have been there and I've given you guys interviews and I've done this and I've done that and I've been available. And then you just get a slap in the face one day and you're like, what? But I've been so cool. Like, it's just, they're so quick to turn on you. And it's just, it's so freaking sad. And it's not okay that, oh, just because you decide to be famous gives you the right to talk about this or put my address on national television. That's freaking absurd. Like, it's, it's crazy, you guys. So I talk about that. Sorry, I just get really passionate about this subject. But you guys will be able to understand a little bit more about that and what we've had to face. And not only me, but a lot of my friends in the industry, a lot of other artists that I speak to and how hard it is for us. So hopefully you guys can read it and understand a little bit more about that for sure. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. 
you can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another takeaway is my divorce. Yes, guys. Again, I was writing this book before the divorce happened. Okay, that is something I've been wanting to clear up from like forever. Um, And well, while I was writing the book, this happened. We got separated. And to be honest, we're not even divorced yet. I talk about it in the book as well. But the reason I'm not divorced, you guys, just I wanted to clear that up here. I've heard so many different things. But it's not because I'm asking for anything that isn't the process, isn't part of the process of a divorce. Some people have taken out of context, like I'm trying to get into his finances and all this stuff, and it's not like that. You guys, anyone that has gotten divorced knows that it is part of the process. You have to show your finances while you were married. I did. He has not been compliant. So I'm waiting. I had to set a court date. They gave me the court date actually for January 19th. They canceled that and moved it all the way till April of this year, you guys. I cried that day. I was like, dude, when is this going to be over? I want to be completely free and I want him to be free and I want him to live his life. And I just want to really close that chapter in my life and just be done with it. Divorce is hard, whether you're famous or not. It's just a very difficult, long, sad process. Like you have to go through a divorce, especially in California, at least six months, no less. So during that time, it's just so much back and forth. It's so emotionally draining. And in my position, I am a public figure and so is he. And again, our relationship was so public that it was the first relationship I had really had really been public about. My relationship with Angel was very private. He was a very private and reserved person. He's a little bit more out there now, but in his relationship, he just likes to keep it that way. And when I was with my ex-husband, I don't know, we were both public figures and it just, I don't know, I think we were one of the first, to be honest, if not the first, to really come out and be on social media and share our relationship. And it, we, so many people were drawn to us. And I felt like it wasn't like I was just in a relationship with him. It became, I'm in a relationship with him, with his family, and with all of our fans put together. So it was, there was a lot of pressure So when we got separated, of course it was scary, but a lot of people didn't know in reality what was really happening behind closed doors, behind the cameras, behind social media, as it should be, you know, and that's our private life. But when we decided to get separated and I tried to be very respectful about it and did a post and it was very nice and said, you know, this is what's happening. It became this fiasco and this whole thing. And then when he came out and started giving interviews and saying things that weren't true, that's when I was like, oh, wait a second. Hold on. You are not about to try to turn this on me and make it seem like all of this is my fault because I'm not perfect and I could have done things a little different. But 98% of the reason that we're not together is because of your actions and you're out there trying to do interviews. Uh Uh-uh. Which is probably why now I've decided to go more private with my relationships again, because it's too much, guys. It's like 
of course, I would love to share this and share that, but I'm like, wait a second, this relationship, my relationships from here and now, I want them to be a little bit more sacred. A relationship is already difficult. It could be difficult. It doesn't have to be difficult, but it has its things. You know what I mean? And I just don't need other people to make it difficult and their opinions and their judgments, you know? So I don't share that much anymore because of that situation. I kind of left a sour taste in my mouth because it was way too public. It was crazy. It was like literally la novela, la novela de la vida de chiquis. Y it was just too much. I was just like, it was, it was devastating because at that time I was still in love with him and I was going through my healing process and it was hurting me that we had to come to this decision or I had to come to this decision of separating also having to deal with my pain and deal with all these things that were being said on social media that he was enticing by doing interviews and saying things that weren't necessarily true or giving half truths or going around the bush and not answering the the answer correctly or with the truth really just kept like left things in the air and doubts started coming out. And that's where I was like, oh, wait a second, this is too much. But I decided to stay quiet and I decided to just put my heart first and heal that and really deal with my heart and write. And that's, but it, it was hard, guys, having to stay quiet for so long. It was really hard because I never wanted to affect him. I never wanted to say certain things to make him look bad. I wanted him to have the opportunity to go after his dreams, to do what he wanted to do. And I didn't want to be a reason for someone to say, oh, he didn't make it or he wasn't able to do this or accomplish this because you affected him, his image. So I even, through my pain, thought about him. But now it's gotten to a point where this is part of my story. This book is part of my story. And what I write in it is part of what has happened. And I am here to inspire and empower and help others. And the only way I can do that is by being truthful. But going back to the book, I talk about the divorce, I talk about the separation, what happened, why it happened, how our relationship started, everything that happened throughout the time. Why? Why do I talk about it? Because my relationship was so public. I shared it. It was on my reality show. Him and I on our social medias, we talked, we were just a very public relationship, a very public couple. And a lot of things were said. Here's the thing. If you stay quiet and not talk about things that you don't really need to talk about in public, then I don't have the need to come out and express and also no necessariamente defender or defend my name, but I have the right to come out and speak my truth because I've worked really hard to get to this point. I have worked really hard to get that stigma of all these labels and things that people have tried to put on me since the issue with my mom happened, that I'm like, wait a second. No, it has been fucking hard, you guys, to get to this point. And I'm not going to let anybody just come. And there's certain things, again, I'm like, can't go after everyone that talks crap about me. But there are certain things that I'm just like, wait, yo me merezco aclarar esto. Yo me merezco también dar mi lado de las cosas. And I decided to do it in a book, to write it, because there aren't any interruptions. There isn't that worry about them editing something in their own way. This is my way of healing, of, again, writing it down, expressing it, and letting it go, closing that book, that chapter of my life, and letting it go. And that's why I decided to talk about it here. And I wanted to be in detail. I wanted to explain even where I went wrong. There's two sides, guys. So I also did certain things that I'm not very proud of. I will go into this a little more in detail in the book, but 
this book is not just about talking about others and clarifying things. It's also about how I have grown, how I have matured, what I have learned, especially in my relationship, you know, um, or my relationship now, but in my relationship then, what I learned and what I could have done differently, maybe, you know. For instance, I mean, when things got a little heated, I was one to defend myself, even if that meant physically. And I'll talk about that in the book. And you guys will understand that a little more once you read it and what happened. And I've told myself, I don't want to be in that type of relationship. I should not have to get to that point. Anybody that brings that side out of me probably shouldn't be in my life. So I'm not very proud of that, you know, having to get physical in a relationship or even not only physical, but also say things that are not nice. And so I talk about that. I also talk about other things that I feel I did, I could have done differently is, is my way of expressing my insecurities. That's a huge one, guys. I some, sometimes we feel insecure about something and then we lash out at the person because we're insecure about it. So I know this sounds very vague, but I just don't want to say too much because I want you guys to read the book. But I do talk about things that I could have done different that I'm doing different now in my present relationship. And it's made a huge difference, you guys, when you make small changes and when you both are on the same page and you're very vocal and you communicate from the very beginning what you expect from your partner and also listen to them as to what they expect and what they like and don't like, it makes a huge difference. So I feel like I've definitely learned my lesson. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world. 
until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another takeaway is the loss of my mom. I speak about that heavily in my book, Forgiveness, but now it's different. Now I speak about it in a different way. Like I have matured emotionally, mentally, and in every way that it's helped me see my mom's passing in a different light and how I can also help others because loss is huge and loss can really definitely, and it does change your life forever, but how you can flip that to make it something, sounds weird, but bring something positive out of it. And of course, I talk about my siblings and Johnny, who's about to be 21 years old. I've had to raise him and what it's been like to raise him and everything that I've had to deal with. I've been a mom, you guys, like a real mother. I have, I can say I have a 21-year-old man because <laughs> he's a young man, you know? So I talk about that. I talk about the situation with Jenica when she decided to move out and everything that that taught me because obviously things have changed since my mom's passing. So I've had to step in and really be that parent for them. And it hasn't been easy. I've had to face a lot of things with Johnny even with his sexuality and stuff. Like he was one time reading, I, I had it on the table and he was, I'm like, you know, I was writing and editing and stuff. And he said, can I read this? And I said, yeah. So I let him read it. And I had forgot everything that I had written, of course. I just write and I'm just like, boom, 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 you know? And um, it was one of the first chapters and he's like, wow. And his eyes got watery. And I'm like, what happened? And he said, I just can't believe that I put you through all of this. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And, he, and I'm like, I and I'm like, does it make you feel bad? Like, do you want me to remove anything? He's like, no, because it's the truth. I did. I did struggle with this. I did do that. And he was 11 years old doing some crazy shit, you guys, that you guys will learn in this book that I'm like, what am I going to do? And you guys will learn who was there to help me and why Johnny is so close to my ex. It has to do with everything that we had to deal with with Johnny. You know, it, it was tough. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 all those years were freaking hard with him. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And you guys will learn everything that I did to try and raise this kid. And I can say that I am so proud of the job that I've done. I never say I, do it, I did it alone because I always say my mom and I did it. But dude, there were times when I thought Johnny might not make it to his 21st birthday because he had a lot of suicidal thoughts. You guys, there were times when I had to like have him sleep right next to me. And it was just, it was, it were really tough times. And I felt the need to share that with you guys as well. Anyways, it's just, it's getting crazy. But another takeaway before I forget is, is my family. As you guys know, there has been a huge falling out and I'll be able to explain in my book as well, certain things that have been said by certain people in my, in my life, in my family, in my extended family that have caused this separation. Like the beginning of the end is said and spoken about in this book, written about, should I say. 
So I think it's important as well because we are a public family. And again, a lot has been said and a lot has been misinterpreted and miscommunicated. And there's been a lot of misunderstanding around our family. And I wanted to take this opportunity to also talk about it because it did play a huge part in 2020 for me when I was, we were all going through the pandemic. And when I suffered through depression and anxiety, another topic that I talk about in the book, not only was I going through all of that, we were all going through that as a whole worldwide, but I was going through my separation. And then that's when shit got really sour with my family was in 2020. Actually, it started in 2019 and then it just was really bad for 2020. So anyways, I explain all of that in the book. But another takeaway of the book is dealing with my body image and learning to embrace my curves and my body. And it's something that I, I've said this before. I said it in my keto book as well and in forgiveness. I never really thought that I was big or fat. It's when I stepped into being on a reality show and then singing because of the comments of other people it was like this issue. Like I always knew because I was a little bit llenita, a little bit thicker than the girls my, my age, you know, at school and stuff. But really when I felt like, oh shoot, am I really that fat? Was when I started following my dream and the singing and the reality shows and stuff. Because when you're on TV, especially when I started, you're supposed to be a certain size, supposedly. So I really think, and I take pride in I think I was one of the first ones to say, hey, I love my body. I embrace it. I am cute. I'm going to be sexy whether it makes you uncomfortable or not. But it has not been that easy, you guys. It can come off as easy, but there are days when I have been sad and I'm like, why are people so mean? I would never say that about someone. So I talk about that in the book because I know there are a lot of women like me that maybe are not in my position and don't expose themselves the way I expose myself, like through everything that I do. But I know that you guys may feel the way I have felt at times. And when you look in the mirror and you're not as happy as you'd like to be and how to embrace that and learn to love yourself and really just focus on yourself and how you can better yourself without comparing yourself to others. When I first started writing the book, I wrote everything and anything that came to mind. I was like, boom, 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 I'm going to talk about all of it. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the hairy, all of it. I didn't really care if anyone's feelings got hurt, if anyone got bothered or upset, I was just writing because I was trying to heal and just, you know, let it out. And then when I revisited everything like a year and a half later and we started a little bit of the editing process, then that's when I said, okay, wait a second. Because again, you always have to check in with your heart because things change. You know, you can be in a moment of anger and you're just writing and expressing yourself, which is why is another reason I like to write because you just go, you have that opportunity to let it out and then reread it and say, okay, well, that's not very nice. So that's kind of what I did. I didn't want to change a lot or remove a lot of things, but there are certain little things that I decided to just leave out for the sake of the person that it would, it might affect them. I'm a huge believer and a firm believer in Treat people the way you want to be treated and act in a way throughout your entire life, whether people can see you or not. That's where the word integrity comes in. It's a huge word for me, integrity. Whether people can see how you act with them or not or what you say behind their back, always speak about people the way you would want to be spoken about. So if there's something that you've done and you're not proud of, then maybe you shouldn't do it. That's why for me it's like, wait a second, is someone ever going to be able to say that I treated them bad, that I did this. Maybe, maybe I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I try to live my life in the way of 
not ever letting people have that on me, to have something negative to say about me. So I said that in my first book, Forgiveness, like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to hurt anybody, but this is what happened and this is what you did. And maybe you should think twice about doing it again so that someone doesn't write a book about it. (laughs) So anyways, that's kind of what I did with this book. I didn't necessarily leave a big chunk of things out. It was just little minor things that I said, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't say that because it can get that person into trouble. Like for instance, something having to do with my aunt Rosie when I won the Latin Grammy. I decided to leave out exactly what she had said word for word because it was said in a group message and we have it. But I decided to leave it out because it wasn't necessarily something that was going to be good for her because it wasn't nice, you know, and I decided to just leave out what she said and left it just pretty vague. So it's little things like that that I decided throughout the editing process to say, okay, maybe we shouldn't leave this in. But other than that, guys, it's pretty straight to the point. It's pretty raw, very raw, actually. I think that, again, I always say this, the only way to change people's lives is to be brutally honest. And this book, well, I'm brutally honest, even about things that I'm not necessarily too proud of that I've done. So as I look at my book, because I have it in my hand right now, (laughs) it's a hard copy. Unstoppable is a hard copy. Invencible is a paperback. But anyways, it just makes me feel so proud. I remember every single step of writing this book, the moment that I spoke to my agent and said, I want to write a book and this is what it's going to be named. Again, completely different from Unstoppable. But anyways, just to have it done here after all the edits, all the moments of crying, because as you write and you're remembering all these things, you're living it again. So it was it was tough. There were certain things that I'm like, I don't even want to talk about that. But I'm like, no, I have to. It helped me heal. After I would write and I would cry for four or five hours, I then felt lighter. I felt like, wow, I feel better. Everything's going to be okay. It gave me hope. And to have it here now in my hands, and it's going to be available for all of you to read as of tomorrow, I am just, I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful and, and I'm happy that I was able to do this. And it's crazy because um, Emilio was already in my life when the book was done. And he's actually the person that shot the, the cover of Unstoppable. A lot of people don't know that, but that is the truth. Um, I told him what I wanted and what I envisioned. I'm very particular about the things that I want. And dude, he got it right on. And we did it so fast. So he took that picture, the cover picture, and also my new author picture. So you guys will be able to see that. The funny thing is, Emilio took the cover picture, but he has not read the book. I asked him if he wanted to read it. He's like, no, I'll just wait. He actually bought a few, he said. So he should be getting them delivered tomorrow. So I asked him. He's like, yeah, I'll read it when um, I'm on tour. Because he goes on tour with Becky G and a few artists. So like when he's on tour, he's like, I'm going to read it. He started reading Forgiveness and he said he couldn't finish it because it was just too much. He's like, I can't believe you went through all of that. So he said that he's really interested in reading Unstoppable. So I'm going to, I'll keep you guys updated on that to see if he really did read it. (laughs) I'm just excited. I'm excited. I feel accomplished. I feel like a huge part of my heart and pain that I went through in 2019, 2020, and a little bit of 2021. Well, a lot of 2021. Anyways, (laughs) I feel like it's, it's, it's healed a huge chunk of it thanks to this book. And mainly what I want you guys to learn while you read this book is how you can also find your strength. If I did it, if I have been able to do it with everything that I've gone through, with my mom, with my dad, with the family, within my love life, 
And I've been able to come out on the other side stronger. I'm not saying I don't have weak moments because I do. There are times when I just want to lay in bed and just cry and I allow myself to do that. But I haven't let those moments define who I'm going to be in my future. I have not let those moments define my destiny. I am a huge believer in we control, we create our destiny with the decisions that we make on a daily basis. So every day you find yourself making choices. Today, I'm either going to go down this road or that road. And whatever road I choose is definitely playing a part in my destiny. So it's, ve it's being very intentional every single day about the decisions that we make, how we're going to deal with things, and how we have to understand that loss, whether it be love or a loved one where they leave, where they graduate to heaven, a loss of a job, any type of loss, any type of heartbreak, any type of anxiety, abuse, any of it, no matter what we've gone through, are we going to choose to stay there and feel sorry for ourselves and dig deeper into a black, dark hole? Or are we going to dig ourselves out, focus on the light at the end of the tunnel and really figure out how we're going to be better? It may sound like my brother Mikey would say, dude, you are so like, I'm always just so optimistic, <laughs> but I am. I feel like if I'm not, how in the heck am I going to get through this life? Like I have to be annoyingly optimistic, annoyingly like, you know, positive quotes. And also when I'm having a bad day, F it, say it too, you know, but that's my choice. I want to be happy. I want to inspire others. And this book is just that. I want you guys to also feel unstoppable, to also feel invincible, invincible. And this is that book that's going to basically give you all the things that I've done and that I do on a daily basis, my routine, because it's important to have a routine. That's, that's another thing we talk about in the book. Having routines, being consistent, being determined, disciplined, all of those things play a part in being successful in anything that you do. So that's what I want you guys to get from this book. And I really hope and pray, because even if it's one person that reads the book and feels this way and feels inspired and empowered to become the person you are meant to be, that to me is just, it's like, ah, oh, I'm, estoy cumpliendo mi misión en esta vida. I am taking a step, a big step actually, towards my godly purpose, my mission in life. So yeah, guys, that's unstoppable. I hope you all pick it up. I'm also going on a book tour. We'll have details of all of that in my show notes, so don't forget to look. And today's Motivational Monday quote is straight from my book, okay? Straight from Unstoppable. It is, get up, get out, and do something, because if you don't, someone else will. That's what makes you unstoppable, guys. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to all my episodes here on Cheekies and Chill. And yes, pick up my book. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Los quiero mucho. This is a production of iHeartRadio and My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcasts and follow me, Chiquis, that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.